call unto thee, O Lord, and send down my life to guide us, for we are weak and afraid, and we lack knowledge. There is no one to hear your plea, no one to answer you, no one to ease your suffering. Lord, have mercy upon us. Welcome to the NY Patriot Show. Here we delve deep into the abyss, covering topics such as occultism, spirituality, secret societies, conspiracies, and the unknown. Join us in trying to put these pieces together and figuring all this shit out. The NY Patriot Show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the NY Patriot Show. Uh, today we have a very uh, special guest. Um, it is a, uh, besides being a guest, they are a listener. Uh, they've at least been listening to uh, our stuff since, uh, I think, the Shriners and the Quetzalcoatl series. And this was a listener that had um, hit me up and had told me about, I think, past experiences with their family being involved with uh, those orders and has even shown me some regalia and just, you know, was interested in like, what was this stuff and, um, has a very interesting story, but, uh, she's willing to come on today and maybe go a little bit deeper into her experience. Uh, I guess growing up and throughout her childhood with people that I guess, you know, were associated with Masonic inner orders. Um, I'm not going to say outright that maybe her story is directly linked to that situation, but I do think uh, it, it's a good possibility. Um, and I guess I really, I'll leave it there. I'll let her tell her story, but I will say um, it is quite possible that this might get a little deep and maybe um, I'm just giving a warning at first, you know, this might be hard for some people to hear some stuff, but uh I'm glad to have her on finally, just because uh, I do actually also consider her a friend. Um, she's been somebody I've kept in touch with for a while, and we've talked about conspiracy things and occult stuff. So it's nice to have her on for that, but it's also uh, nice to see somebody who's willing to come out and uh, maybe, I guess, uh, show their demons to everybody else and let them know you know, what's going on with them and what they've been through and how you can still get through it. Uh, and that, you know, other people aren't alone who've experienced this stuff. I think that is a tremendous uh, thing to do, and I can't thank you enough. And uh, I'll introduce her now. Uh, we will call her Lil Red. I'm not going to use her mm-hmm. regular name, but uh, we'll go by Lil Red for now. And uh, <clears throat> Lil Red, thank you very much again, like I said, for coming on and being willing to tell your story. And uh, I guess if you want, you can just take it from wherever you want. If you want to just give a little bit of an introduction about yourself and then start wherever you like. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And of course, of course. It's kind of taken me a, a while to build up the chutzpah to do this, but I feel like it needs to be just said so I can not necessarily move on because I'm I'm okay. I just have a lot of unanswered questions and gaps that aren't filled and 
it kind of starts early on. And so basically, I have an older sister. We're six years apart. And my parents were content with just having her. And she just really wanted a sister. So she begged and begged and ended up, they had me. And about five years later, my parents, they divorced. And my dad and my mom, they never fought. But my dad was just kind of checked out. And he fell out of love and just wasn't getting enough affection from my mom. So he went elsewhere. And that started into people close around our family, like my dentist, for example, and... Beyond that, my dad, my uncle, and my grandpa, they're all 33-degree Masons. My grandpa, he's passed away. My dad and my uncle, they're still around. And you know what my I wanted dad, to, to ask you real quick, and I know this like just sounds... Yeah, no, go ahead. And I'm not trying to be silly when I ask this question, but like, did your father use the same dentist? Oh yeah. Oh, all right. I was just like, how, like, like, if he didn't use this this lady, like, how, how did they, like, damn, that's like, how'd you pull that off? My grandpa no, was so part so... owner of the <laughs> office. Oh, uh, oh, all right. Well, then that explains that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and now you said okay that you said they're both thirty three degree masons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, and then I'll let you go on. I'm all, I just wanted to ask too. Do you know of any females that might have been involved, like in the Eastern Star, or any? Uh, I think they have something else that's kind of like for women of Masons. Was there any? Of I want to say you know? my grandma was actually. Okay. All right. Just one. Because my grandma and my grandpa, they did pretty much everything together. Yeah. Like my grandma would do all the paperwork for him and. She was probably yeah, my grandpa. Uh, he was, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really put any of this together until like a few years back when I went on my own journey of discovering myself because I kind of feel like I've been on autopilot, and like oh. it almost feels like I've woken up in the middle of my life and like I I'm in a glass tank filled with water and I only have an inch to breathe. And that's how I felt. And and I just couldn't understand it because I've never been an emotional person until I've decided to go to my own therapy because as a kid, I was forced into it after my parents got a divorce because it hit me hard. But I never, like, I would just check out. Like, I I would tell them what they wanted to hear just so my mom would be okay. And I just... I didn't know who I was. I was just breathing. And going to therapy, it it really changed my opinion on everything, especially religion. And that's been a struggle in itself. You know, and you um, mentioned uh, autopilot, and I often wonder, like, uh, you know, I guess we'll, you know, get into whatever you're going to get into eventually, but... uh, Sometimes I wonder if certain things done to us uh, makes that happen. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe traumatic situations or if there's, um, you know, to an extreme, I'll put it into an extreme, SRA or MK MKUltra. Um, I think sometimes the whole point of that is actually 
putting the person on an autopilot to an extent. So I, I, I get you saying that, you know, for sure. It's almost just yeah, like you're just, I, I just go along and that's it. Yeah, the autopilot comes from, so after my parents got a divorce when I was five, six years old, a few years later, I was close to my cousin and my cousin on my dad's side. And my aunt, she was really crazy, just like very bold personality, kind of like druggy, but not druggy, if that makes sense. Just, just that's it. I don't know how else to describe it. She was just batshit. Like, I knew my cousin was going through things that she never talked about, but, like, I knew how my aunt would react, and I put two and two together. But my cousin started doing those things to me, and that started with she would take me into my aunt's room and, like, force me to watch gay porn. And, like, I was just, like, uncomfortable, but, like, I couldn't move. And, like, it started there, and, like, it, it it just, would she would just keep going more and more each time I would come over. And I didn't say anything to my parents because they were both going through separate things, like, and I was just trying to be a good kid. And You're not like, I don't need anything. to bring up anything else and just make more Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And, like, they trusted my aunt enough for me to be here, so. I mean, do I need yeah. to add any more dysfunctional drama to my family? <laughs> yeah, I know. I could just imagine as a kid, you're like, oh, I can't even do this. This will be devastating. Yeah. I want to ask you, I mean, real quick. Like I said, now, how old were you when this happened? When she started to do things to me, like with the videos yeah, that like, happened when I was probably what, like eight years old. See, like, I... I which, well, well, one, I think pornography in general for an eight-year-old would just be like, mind-blowing but then like even like you said it was like gay porn so like even that i would think is like even more like i don't know i I can't even imagine like a kid at eight years old being shown something like that because like i don't know or like not understanding like my my aunt is married to a guy but like why am i watching two yeah two of the same sex now like that would be yeah why am i watching two guys like suck each other's dicks like yeah i don't need to see this like and then after that it was like okay well let's watch two girls one cup like when that was a thing that was it's disgusting but it it almost like desensitized me to like okay well what's next what's next you know i i sometimes think that that's why that shit's out there because it will desensitize people if you get over the shock of that, then it's like, oh, wait, we can move on and do even something a little bit worse, and then people get over the shock of that. So, I mean, I've even wondered, believe it or not, if that video itself went viral for that reason, just to desensitize people to that type of stuff. Yeah, I never understood. And then it went from that to, like, okay, let's play doctor. And then, like, she would tie me up and, like, do things to me. And I would just, like, lay there and take it. And then I would go home and act like nothing's fucking wrong. And I would go to church <laughs> and see everyone put on their happy face. And and I was just in so much pain, but I, I didn't, I couldn't say anything. 
Was it was it in the, I always think at that age it's almost like you're just scared to even say something like that. Did you feel people wouldn't believe? Yeah, you? like I felt like I was I was wrong, because like I would expect it. Like it it it, it almost like. I was, it was like a mind fuck because it felt like I liked it, but I, I know I didn't. Like, it was very confusing. No, but I, I think I just checked out and I became like another version of myself and like the real me died like when I was five. Like, after my parents went, when they went through the divorce, like, I, I don't remember anything after, like, like before, I mean, before that, I don't remember anything. Yeah, I, I can say, I mean, and it's two totally different things, but like when my mom passed away, I mean, there's probably a few years in me, you know, from after that, that I don't remember much of, like, I could have my friends tell me more of probably of my life between like 16 and 20 than I remember myself. And I often, like, wonder, like, I, I know for a fact that situation I did not handle correctly. I definitely latched on to, you know, negative stuff. And, you know, was it, do I not remember any of it? Because I was just really just trying not to remember anything. Like, did I erase that mm -hmm. shit from my mind at that time on purpose? Like, subconsciously. So, uh, I mean, I know that's not the same thing that you're experiencing, but that you experienced, but... I mean, it seems to be a commonality where people who experience that stuff seem to, like, lose gaps of time in their life. And I think it's just, like, a mechanism to... Your your yeah, soul your you soul knows this... Save yourself. Your, yes, your soul knows this shit's fucked up. And it's traumatizing. And I really do think it tries its best to not... Uh, I don't know. It's very weird. It's weird how the mind works. No, yeah. I know. And I think now, looking back, like, going through therapy... Like, I know I haven't said everything that's happened, but, like, now I, I feel strongly, like, I don't know how I feel about church, but, like, I do believe in God, and I, I feel him in my life, and I know that God, I know, I don't know how to say this, but basically, no matter, like, what I've been through, like, I'm not angry about it. I should be, but I'm not. Because I feel like if somebody else were to go through this, they might not be here. So, like, I feel like God does this to certain people. Not maybe God does this to people, but lets things happen to save other people. And I feel that. And, like, I think that's the only thing that's kept me really going. Because I checked out as myself, and I lived for everyone else. I've, I've been, like, my dad's therapist, my mom's, like, every friend I've had. Like, I've just, I have no life experience, but I just somehow know what to say. And <laughs> I'm a mess. It's almost as if, um, and I've done this myself before, Kind of like I think to not worry about my own issues, I kind of become like either a people pleaser or I become everybody else's therapist, like you said. And mm -hmm. uh, but it's like I, I could say all these these gems and all these bougie lines, 
That sounds great, but yet inside, I can't apply that to myself because I'm a mess. Yeah. I, I can totally 100% agree with that. Again, like I said, you know, from you know, what happened to me when my mom died, you know, uh, I same thing. I was even sent to therapists. I told them what the fuck they wanted to hear so I didn't have to go anymore. You know, I was a, I was a child. I mean, like, you're a kid. Like, like that's, I mean... And most yeah, kids, like, I think, no are going to be like, this sucks. On. I don't want to be here. And, uh, I mean, eventually <laughs> you'll catch on and be like, all right, I know what to say to make this person happy. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, but, and that carries on through life. Yes. Like, you'll start doing that to yourself. You. You'll start doing that to yourself, too, I think. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I can I, identify with that. I think uh, from my own, you know, my own self, I was... You know, could give all this advice or be a huge people pleaser because I really didn't like who I was and I was just trying to be liked by other people. You know, make yeah, me feel like, better because I feel like shit about who I am. I'm not happy with who I am, so I need other people to validate me so I feel good. Yeah, like, you feel like nothing and, like, you need someone else's approval. Like... I was the son my dad never had. So, like, in sports, I would do my very best and I would kick ass, but it was still never enough. It was never enough. So it, I, it, I ended up falling out of love with something that I loved oh, so much just because of that. So it's like I never had his approval. And, like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> never got it. That's rough. But, that's... that's uh sucky situation it's like you find like the one thing that gives you kind of joy and you're being yourself yeah. at the time it's something that you're just living in the moment and that gets ruined it's you know and as a kid it's like yeah. damn like what what do i got where is my escape yeah serious like imagine being a a 12 year old kid and you serve an entire volleyball quarter an entire like you serve 21 points and you're still in the same fucking spot. And when we, that game's over and you win, and your dad comes up to you, and, well, you could have did this different. <laughs> like, wow, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so now but, you, this um, is at, now, I guess we'll continue. You were at, you said, what, eight with the, the porn with your, you said your cousin, right? My cousin. Now was so, there was there? Uh, I'm sorry, I get confused with. That. I think you said it was your father and grandfather. Now I guess that would be your your uncle and your aunt. Were they mm -hmm. like involved with anything that you know of? So my uncle, he was just like a firefighter, okay. but right. she, my aunt ran that relationship. But she wasn't involved in anything. Okay. She's just crazy. Like my dad, growing up, they they said that they would literally have to go find her in the middle of the night and they would fire find her in like these like abandoned houses and just messed up and they would have to literally drag her out of there and that would happen all the time and like she would beat up my grandparents like she was just crazy and like, like when you say like and i'm not trying to get like too no, yeah. nosy like when you say like messed up like was she like was it drugs was it like prostitution or was it just like she drugs. was just at oh okay i'm thinking maybe she was just like getting up and going places and like not knowing why i mean who know okay. my dad never told me but i mean 
<laughs> I can only imagine what she probably did to get drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that was all like. Okay. So, no, I was just wondering if there was, like, any Masonic connections with the website. No, the so... Family. My grandpa, my dad, and my uncle are just very, like, sexual people. Like, my grandma, after my grandpa passed, she even mentioned, like, how relieved she was that she didn't have to sleep with him anymore. Like, she missed him, but, like, he would literally want to have sex every single day until he died. Like, that's how (laughs) bad he wanted it. So I can only imagine, like, my dad not getting that from my mom and him looking elsewhere, like, And so I knew that my dad cheated on my mom before my mom knew. And I found out from him just on our weekly dinner date, he, we were just talking because my dad would just feel comfortable enough to tell me these deep, dark things about him that like only his closest people would know. And like, as a kid, like I, I would hold on to that thinking I'm, I'm fucking special. Like my dad trusts me to tell me this. Like, that's sick. Like, I shouldn't know these things. Yeah. But I didn't think anything of it. So my dad, he would, um, he didn't have a lot of money after my parents got divorced because my mom pretty much got him good and (laughs) served him right. (laughs) um, So he was just living in, you know, shitty situations, but he was literally the luckiest asshole I know. He somehow would always, like, find a rich girl to take care of him, or he would just get lucky. I don't know. It it just was the weirdest thing. He even got married again after my mom, and, like, I found out from one of his ex-girlfriends. So it's just a lot of shit. (laughs) He's just crazy. But he would drop me off at my grandparents' house and. um a lot of the times, my grandpa and my grandmother were both really involved with the Shriners. So we would go to the lodge pretty much every time that I went. And he would either be in a meeting and my grandma would be doing something else with the girls. Or sometimes she would just be there just because. Yeah, and, now, um, now you said because I think it, it cut in and out a little bit. I just want to make sure everybody understood that. You said the Shriners, correct? Yes. All right, and now you said that your grandmother went, right? Mm-hmm. See, They're now both I would really ass- involved. Yeah, now now I would assume I I know there's the Eastern Star, and I think there's one other thing, and uh, or I could be wrong, but see, like I think we were saying that earlier, she had to. I would just my opinion, if she was really involved, she had to have been in some sort of probably female order of the Masons. I would think. Yeah, I'd have to definitely double check, but I'm yeah. pretty Just positive guessing. she was. And you did say now this uh, 33 degrees, the 33rd degree as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And he was also um, potentate twice, not once, but twice, which is not as common. Uh, and he also... Um, that's kind of like, and if people don't know that, I mean, I don't know if that is the top dog, but I think it's if it isn't, it's very close to, like, if he was a Shriner or whatever lodge he was in, like, he was up there. Yeah, like, you were somebody of like important. the president of the lodge. Yeah, 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 
you nailed it. So in case people don't under, don't know what that is, um, obviously this this guy was uh, of importance. And mm-hmm. okay, he was also in charge of like setting up the shrine circuses every really? year and. Wow. And, um, like, the transportation for the hospitals. So that's why, like, listening to your, like, Quetzalcoatl and China episodes, like, that really just kind of put a question mark in my head. Yeah, like, I don't think you've ever actually told, because I know, you know we spoke before, we've been speaking since that series came out on and off. I don't know if you actually have it. That's, that's interesting that you mentioned that. I don't think you ever told me that, or maybe you did and I forgot, but... That like now I could really see why you have hit me up because like we did mention the circus and the transportation for the hospitals. Yeah, like now when he, he would have like my sister go, go out and sing the national anthem like on top of a fucking elephant every year. Like and and that was just weird. Oh, like wow. we're always like spectacles, like all the clowns knew us. But, like I always felt like kind of creeped out, but like. They were like family in a sense. It was just very weird, like thinking back. But like, yeah, like they would come to my birthday parties. Like, it was always like a big event. Like my grandpa loved to show off, but he was also a very like private person. Like in the sense of he would never let me or my sister really see him upset at like anything. And like I've I would catch it a couple of times, and it was nasty. But he would get upset at my grandma. Like, don't you ever embarrass me in front of my granddaughter again. So, like, he was very about his image. Now, I just have a few questions about the whole Shriner Circus and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. You said he helped, like, set those up and, I guess, you know, do those things. Um, Was it just, like... I guess, like, in the area, or did he do that for, like, as they traveled throughout the United States? I believe it was just, like, the promotion for, like, our area. Gotcha, okay. So, he wasn't traveling with them they would have it at the lodge. No, yeah. Okay, all right. Because I've often wondered about, like, uh, I just think, like, the whole traveling thing itself with the Shrine Circus. I mean, you know, it's an easy way for people. Yeah, and the jesters. That's, like, an easy way of people just kind of, like, you know, moving across the states and... I mean, you could be doing anything and nobody's going to fucking know. You, you know, a carny that nobody knows about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. And, and you said he was, um, what, the transportation, what was he involved with with that? From what my dad sort of told me is just that he was involved with, like, getting the vans and, like, getting that gotcha. going. See, now that would make me think what of Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> yeah, no, and he is, in the, like, I looked up his obituary, and that's what got me, like, really curious about all of this, because in his obituary, it has, like, Order of the Q, and I, I was like, what the hell is that? Oh. And then, I, and then that's when I found your episode, and that's what, like, piqued my interest, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, Order of the Q past Kamatli. I'm like, what's Kamatli? And then I looked that up, and it's some sort of deity, and I'm just like, okay, Grandpa, what are you? <laughs> Oh wow! All right, yeah. And for people who don't know, when we did cover the uh, the order of Quetzalcoatl, it might be part two or part three. It even has a picture on the thumbnail for it. Um, it does show the Shriner vans, and on the corner of them, it 
uh, it does say uh, donated by the order of Q. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, wow. It even said that in his obituary. Yeah, like that's. And when when, when did he uh, pass away? Oh gosh, put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, does that have to be exact year? I mean, you know, ten years, fifteen no, years ago, five years ago, you know. Past like yeah, ten years. Well, that's I my I'd still even say that's a little you know, I, I could say maybe if that was like thirty or forty years ago, people would be like, What the fuck is that? and they would have no way of looking it up or even thinking about it and be like, Oh, whatever, order of Q. Uh ten years ago, I think that might it's a little almost ballsy advertising that in a sense, in my opinion. <laughs> Because I think people um, are a little bit more intuitive, and you can look that up kind of now, you know? So. Well, you won't find out much because I've tried. <laughs> uh, no, but, like, you can find out what the order of Q was. I mean, you'd be like, oh, fuck, this was in order of the Masons, you know? Let me, I'm pulling up as a bitch right now. So. But, uh, all right, and then that was your, okay, your grandfather. So your grandfather was, uh, into the Shriner Circus and with the transportation, like you said, in the Order of Quetzalcoatl. So, yeah, and he's okay. also on the board of directors of, um, I won't say the city, but a children's hospital. Was it a Shriner's? Um, it says Order of the Q, past Kamatli, and on the board of the directors of the Boink Children's Hospital. So yeah, so we would go to the lodge a lot, and like they had a bar inside of there, and then a the big boardroom. And I always remember like my grandpa would take me in there, and he would he'd be so proud to show me like his head chair, and I would sit in it and be like, oh wow. So then I would go to the bar, and I would just go sit in there, and everyone would know who I was. And, and, and now where was temple? I'm sorry. Now what exact temple was this, or what place that you were at? It's in uh, South Florida. Oh no, no! I mean, like, what, what, what was it? The uh, Shriners, Quetzalcoatl Masons, like, I'm sorry. This is oh the Shri- This is the Shriner Temple at this point. Okay, and th- and they served alcohol there. Did did they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting because I I, I have uh, another Mason. Uh, sorry, not to take you off. I'll make this real quick. Mm-hmm. I have another Mason um, that I talk to a lot, and uh, and he's even showed me, and like he's, he's totally correct, that the moose and the elk lodge they are kind of like they're offshoots of masonry. They actually t- have the biggest, uh, I think, the biggest membership out of all inner orders because they serve alcohol there. So um, people from they'll they'll join that just so they can go there and meet other people and kind of like, you know, bullshit and have drinks and yeah, know yeah, you're in a safe space to talk about whatever the fuck you want probably and nobody's going to exactly. say anything. All right, so I didn't know that the Shriners, um, that's interesting, I didn't know that they served alcohol. And actually next door to the Shriner Temple, there was the, I believe, the Moose Lodge. Yeah, we'll see, well, oh, oh. I, I would want. I would see. Too. I would wonder if they're both actually technically owned by the Moose Lodge, and maybe that's how they had the alcohol going there. Because I, I haven't heard of the Shriners with alcohol. Because like you need a whole license for all that too. But I, I could be, be wrong. They're very close wrong. to each other. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, that's that's interesting because, I, like I said, I know the Moose and the Elk Lodge uh, does serve alcohol. I, I even have a guest. I think that's going to neither come on my show. Or I'm going to go on their show, and they wanted to talk about. Believe it or not, their past experiences with their family being in the Moose Lodge and like them being there as a kid and remembering them having drinks and them playing pool. 
you know? So yeah. very oh, interesting. Goodness. All right. So back to you. Uh, so yeah, you're going at the Shriners Lodge and you, how, and how old were you then? Oh, I, I've been there since I was a baby. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Like my, my whole family, they've been involved with that since they live back in Connecticut. So like before my oh, wow. dad even met my mom, my grandpa was in there. All right, so you've been exposed to this for a long time. Yeah, and even um, we went back when my nanny, she passed away, and we went back to Connecticut for the funeral, and we went to one of the lodges there, and I don't remember what lodge it was, but it's in Connecticut, and we walked in, and it just looked like outside it was just a very, like, creepy, like, older building, and we'd walk in, and it just felt like dark. It was a very dark energy. And I, I talked to my sister about this, and she actually agreed. Like, she felt the same way. Like, it didn't, something felt really off. It had, like, a couple of levels to it, and there was a basement. It was just very, it was a very creepy place. But we went back there, and it's like everybody knew who my grandpa was. And it was just weird. And looking back, like, it's weird now, but, like, then it was just, like, I felt like we were just, like, lodge princesses. It was weird. I find it interesting that you picked up on the uncomfortability, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, at I that do, point, I do think as, as I've already been... That stuff up better. Yeah, because at that point, I've already been exposed to seeing the gay porn and my cousin doing things to me and so like I knew what that feeling felt like even though I had no idea what it was but going back there it felt kind of the same energy that's interesting see like stuff like that I actually to me you know I, that raises a flag with me as silly as it may sound to some people um, your body could be picking up something that it knows isn't right, and that's why you're feeling the same thing again. Yeah, it's almost like a like a very, like, paralyzing feeling, like, in the throat. Oh. That's where it is for me, at least. Yeah, no, like, I no. feel like I can't speak. That's, that's serious. Like, I'm being silenced. <laughs> Ooh. That's deep. Because, like, uh... Like, I don't know. See, I, I think, you know, when it comes to magic and occultism and energies and spirits, it's like, you know, is, this, is there something around just making you feel that? Telling you, don't talk. You know, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, so I don't know if there's just like a... Whatever it was, it was an uncomfortable uncomfortability yeah. for you going there. Something you felt as if something was off. Yeah, and that's kind of how I've always felt in, like, in that lodge specifically. I remember the layout, and I just remember this specific hallway. It was always dark. It was never, I don't think I've ever seen it with lights, ever, since I've been there as a kid. And it was past the bathroom, the girls' bathroom, and there was just a hallway. And I remember these doors just looked just... Something just looked seemed weird. And then I remember having this... I was never, like, 
one to dream, and I still I don't dream. But as a kid, I'd had this repeating dream of being like sex trafficked in a way. Like I, I remember being tied up and played with, and it was the same dream I would have. And putting the feeling to the dream, it felt like one of those rooms. I mean, have you, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but have you ever thought, like, it was real? Like, that stuff did happen, and maybe, like, you're having flashbacks of it while you were dreaming? Or you've, somehow your mind has told you that you were dreaming and you weren't? I I know that sounds crazy, but. No, I think a part of my mind tells me it's a dream because the truth hurts. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to bring that up, yeah, I mean, but I don't know if that was my experience or someone somebody else's. else's. Yeah, or maybe like you've been there but haven't been a victim. Or know? maybe I just felt that energy of something happening there, and that was just a way of it showing it to me. Because mm. I was, oh, you know, yeah. like part of the only pure soul in that building. You know? Yeah. Couldn't imagine, and that was a reoccurring dream you'd have oftenly. Yeah, and then it stopped. Yeah, that's like traumatizing it, in itself. It stopped after um, I lived with my mom, and she got me a dream catcher, and that's when I stopped having dreams. I know it sounds weird because I don't really believe in those working, but I've never had a dream since. It's you, always been like deja vu. That's interesting. Something will happen, and I'm like, this has already happened. And it's nothing, like, super crazy. It could be the most mundane thing, but I'm like, this has already happened. Damn, that's wild. I mean, I don't have a dream catcher, but I will say, like, I don't remember, like, I don't remember dreams, like, holy at all. Which I've often wondered, I was like, is there something wrong with that? Like, what's up with that? But, uh. I don't know. I don't know if Dreams are, like, part of, like, a spiritual connection to, I don't know, something trying to reach out. Because recently I was visiting a friend, and she's she had a boyfriend who was an alcoholic, and just bad juju on him. And they broke up, and she's been having dreams of her, like, dying in the dream. And I was staying with her, and I don't dream. But I woke up and I had a nightmare. And it was basically like me getting killed. And I'm like, this is this is not right. Like something is in this house. I don't know what's going on, but you need to clear it out. <laughs> so after I left, I haven't dreamed since. So I don't know if just certain spirits stick in certain places and then they stick to certain people for certain reasons. I don't know. Can't really explain it, but I wonder. You know what? It's gonna sound fucking out there, but it's almost. I'm almost wondering that, like, uh, like, all right, you're taking that situation and then the lodge situation. Could there have been some like the energy from whatever like happened, or the other people are thinking like, is it somehow imprinting on you? Like in your, so. and you pick it up. Like as crazy as that sounds, I mean, I mean that that's. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, that's how our cell phones work. Yeah. 
Ping, ping, ping. Yeah, but, but like, so, like, holy shit, that's, uh, that's very weird. I guess that would be almost, like, empath- empathic, maybe. Like, you can maybe, maybe you're more open to, you know, feeling energies. and like, and like way too much. Yeah, maybe your brain projects that while you're, when you have those nightmares. It's very weird. It was very weird. I mean, I would but, even say, honestly... And not to—it's not something to boast. Like not trying to like you know boast or put you up on a pedestal or be like, oh, you know, look at you, you're cool. But like, I do mm-hmm. think like people, and it seems to be a commonality with people that I've spoke to, or even I think I had one other person on my show that was open about <clears throat> other family members being involved in stuff like this. Um, the ones who I do think really have experienced magic. I feel like uh, as it goes down, I guess, their family line, the other children or people seem to be almost predisposed to being a little open, I think, more than others to, I guess, you know, the paranormal world or the unknown or the occult, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, if your family was, like, could that have been something that, like, it's crazy it sounds, I don't want to say passed down in the DNA, but, like, it's almost as if, like, you know, is this, uh, or just because of the surroundings or the things you're exposed to, did that somehow kind of make you more of an open vessel for picking up, you know, that type of stuff? I think so. You know, which could explain, I like, think... why, like, maybe you, like you said, you could have, for all you know, that nightmare you had was picking up your friend's energy and visualized it in your head of their fears. Yeah. Or their anxiety. Maybe when you saw those visions in your cousin. dreams, it was you were feeling what actually went on. The, I mean, because that's going to leave a horrible vibrational energy. You know what I'm saying? Or in that area. Maybe. It's really you say that, and I'm actually thinking about it now. It could be like feeling what maybe my cousin went through. Because I've never been angry at her for doing what she did to me because I knew that something must have been done to her. And a lot, like, I've struggled with that. But then, flash to now, my sister, she has very vivid dreams. And a while back, I told her a story about my childhood and how I drowned as a kid. And she had a dream the next night about that that happening and she was in my body experiencing it her body watching it happen and seeing my mom come to jump in the pool to get me out but I literally I drowned and she experienced me not being able to breathe and everything and she was just like kind of thrown off like I, I, I didn't know that that's what you went through and then, so her having that dream, she's picking off my energy. So what if I'm, that my dream that I was having before the dream catcher situation, what if that was my cousin? Because she was who I was around a lot in my childhood. That's fucking wild. Now, you had, you had almost drowned? Yeah, I drowned, and then I cracked my head open in the shower. And how old were you when that happened? Well, when I drowned, probably like two, two years old. 
One, two. Wow. And then crack my head open, probably four. That's, I find that extremely interesting. A lot of things with water with me. And my middle name, it has to do with water. I'm not going to say. I mean. So it's, and that's tied to my sister because my sister is actually the one that gave my name. So it's just like me and my sister, I definitely feel we're connected in other ways. And I don't know what everyone's opinion on past lives are, but. I mean, I what, you, what you went through like, at that age could, I mean, I don't know the best way to explain this. I mean, that could almost be the same thing as like a shamanic initiation. Like, exactly. like not, not saying if it was even done on purpose like that, but that experience of actually dying and coming back is sometimes done to people to initiate them into like kind of like understanding magic a little bit. Um, so like even that, like I, you know, having, I mean, but what if you're not ready for it? Like, yeah. I didn't know what was going on then. And now like, and I wanted to ask, do you remember the experience yourself or do you remember the experience that you were told of that situation? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, can you, can you, do you remember it because like you just remember it happening or is it a story that you told that you can almost visualize now? I remember, like, bits and pieces, but definitely not the whole thing. So, all right. Well, I mean, I I would hate to even, like, you know, entertain this as a thought. But I am wondering, like, is that situation really the way you believe it to have been? Because I could see doing that, like, I don't know. I could see that as an initiation into occultism. I hate Mm -hmm. to say it. So, can you explain that a little bit more? Because I mean, you're killing somebody and bringing them back. I mean, that's a part of magic. But uh, what if that person isn't aware of what's happening? Oh, you yourself? Yeah, like being so young, like I don't, I don't even know how to write my own name yet. How do I know that I'm being initiated into? You wouldn't. They'd be. Yeah. They're doing it to you on per- like uh, this. Okay. See this. This. This would even go back to again what I was getting at. At like maybe you being able to be a little bit more predisposed to, I guess you know the occult, the paranormal, whatever you know, with the world that we can't see with mm-hmm. our eyes. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, people have NDEs or people who you know, d- d- you know, die and come back. They, they, you know, I've had somebody on as a guest. After those experiences, and I do believe in my own way with magic, I, I do think to an extent, like I've said, neither you, I don't know if you're completely shut off, but you, you shut off or come close enough to it to where you slip out, you know, and uh, yeah. doing that to you, I mean, or you're that experience as a child, I mean, you've already kind of slipped out and came back in already, you know, and like from my experience, I know, People with magic or NDEs, they will even say then, after that experience, their life was never the same again. It was totally different. One, they visualize, they look at life differently, and they're open to a lot more stuff. So, like, at a two-year-old, that could really have, like, that could have been a... a, What I take from that is, like, I feel very 
like I'm not afraid of death. Like I, that's never scared me. I'm like I've always been afraid of living. <laughs> that I will say I think with people with magic, and I will even say I think that's why some people that are shit bags with magic is because, uh, in my opinion, you will lose uh, a lot of the fear of death if you understand magic. Well, if you experience magic. So, again, I can mm-hmm. see how, like, death not really being that much of a fear. That, that's a common trait, in my opinion, with people who have experienced neither NDEs or magic. Um, only because if they've had positive, they've had positive experiences like death. They're like, fuck it, when it happens, I know I'm going somewhere that's better than here. So I'm not that worried. You know what I'm saying? If you've had yeah. a positive experience... Um, ones that had a negative experience are scared as hell and think that was hell and they're like, I, you know, I got to start running to Catholic, you know, Catholicism or Jesus or whatever. But, um, you know, normally people who have uh, these positive experiences um, normally tend Like, I don't to- need a lifeboat. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's my time to go, it's time to go and I'm going somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, and I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yes, yeah. There was something else I also wanted to say about uh, the NDEs. But I can't remember. But that, that um, oh, another thing with, uh, I mean, even the whole bathtub thing. I mean, there's, there's tons of occult symbolism. I mean, Whitney Houston, Lady Gaga. I mean, there's even stuff in Inception. In my opinion, in that movie, Inception, they're showing you magic. And one of the parts of it, to wake the dude up, you pushed him into a tub. You know, when mm-hmm. he had all that shit hooked up to himself, to wake him up out of that dream, they pushed him into a tub. I, I do think there is something up with that. Um, I've, you know, used to do ritual baths before I did my own rituals. Um, you know, I've also done those meditative things uh, where you, like, lay in, like, salt water. And, uh, I mean, I've had some pretty wild experiences with that. And, I mean, if you want to start getting into some weird stuff, I mean, if you think about it, if if the body does run on electricity and then you're laying inside salt water i mean that might be a good conductor (laughs) you know yeah so i mean i i do think uh you know i mean i I hate to be if you've never thought of this before i would just say i would i would maybe question what really happened then because I, i could see maybe if that was some other situation that could be the catalyst really for a lot of the rest of your life that's funny you say that because probably like what. And I'm not, you know, this, I'm not trying to say that to make this sound like, oh, oh this fucking insane topic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, whatever. I'm just, uh, that's just to me, it seems like that could be a possibility. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, like last year, I got my wisdom teeth taken out and it hurt so bad, but painkillers, they don't really work on me. And. I'm in pain, so I'm smoking a little weed. (laughs) So I ended up passing out after smoking. Like I went to stand up, and then I literally just blacked out, fell to the floor, and I'm pretty sure I died. And my sister, I just remember, like, waking up, and my sister, like, telling me, like, are you okay? Like, like, Kelly, stay, like or stay with me, and I literally 
just kept blacking out. Like I, I try, like was fighting her, like I was pushing her off of me. And then I blacked out again. And that happened about four times. And then she got me inside and called in the fire department or whoever, the ambulance came. And my, I guess my blood sugar just dropped. And I, that's why I was blacking out. But it. Well, I after ask that. You real quick, if you don't mind, whenever you've had these, like, yeah. that experience in it, or if you've ever, you know, had this before, was there any almost like a physical feeling that you noticed that was common every time this happened? Like when you were, like, like or when you mentioned blacking out. Do you almost like physically feel as if like you're kind of like getting sucked out and you're just going to black out? I know that sounds crazy, but have you ever felt? It like almost that? feels like a dark peace. Like yeah, I, can see I, I, I can feel see safe that. in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. Like yeah, yeah. Like I don't feel like like something bad's gonna happen, but yeah. like at the same time, I don't feel great. Okay. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a common thing for uh, me when I've had... It's almost like a, like a pig in a blanket. You're just wrapped <laughs> up and... <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's, like, there's times when I've had magical experiences that it seems to be like a common thing where it, it's almost like, I'm just guessing because of like, uh, like in the past, like if... It was like neither choking or fucking coughing too hard, and like you almost like feel like you're gonna black out from like lack of oxygen. I've had kind of like that feeling during magic or before the magic happens, to where it's like you almost feel like uh, there's a specific feeling with me. Like uh, I assume just goes with blacking out, and uh, you'll I'll feel that almost, but it's. Like you said, uh, un unless it's happening when I don't want it to, it doesn't feel bad. It's just a, it's a feeling that I I feel before I go somewhere else, in my opinion. Okay, have you ever felt that feeling after sex or during sex? Um, I could say maybe an extreme intense orgasm could be very close to getting yeah but yeah, I, I unfortunately yeah yeah it's it's probably <sighs> it's crazy to even fucking talk about it. um <laughs> it's probably that's <laughs> probably the only thing i have experienced that is close to that feeling before i drift off somewhere else with my eyes closed in a meditation you know and in, in my yeah. opinion experiencing magic Yes, I could say that is like uh, a very small dose of that pre-feeling. Because I, I would say like magic before magic happens, before like you really start to go somewhere, it would be to me almost as like a brain orgasm. I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it too. So what if that's my subconscious tying that feeling of dying and coming back to the urge to be sexual. Well, um, well, I mean, since we're getting on that subject now, we did talk a little bit about um, some stuff, obviously, of what we were even going to cover on the show. 
Um, I do think, and 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 it's funny. See, I guess the way you asked that question is a great way to explain why I said what I thought you know could be possible before. Um, I I do think that is a. Uh, Something that, you know, when people start getting heavy into magic, and I think if they're, especially if they're doing it a lot for self-serving reasons, um, you will get a high from it. And I do think that a way of chasing that high without doing magic would be to over, be a very sexually, you know, very sexual person, overactive sexual person. And then that's how I think, Besides probably like being pushed in that direction for blackmail or pushed in that direction because we want to use you because of your position in society. I also think that like when you fuck with that shit and if you start being coming, you know, start becoming over sexualized, then you can start become a sexual deviant as well. Because now it's like I got to find more things to keep getting me to get off that fucking intense and regular sex just isn't doing it anymore. Well, it's like you get that feeling from having sex, but in all actuality, it's not what you're supposed to be feeling when you're having sex. So it's like they get you caught up in the distraction of what it, that feeling of like, that feeling is, but it's it's like a twisted version of what you're supposed to be feeling. Yes. Or the, the reaction you're supposed to be having. And I even think when it comes to magic and secret societies, I think that idea, in my opinion with the OTO, I, I think that is actually all by design. That that stuff is kind of like, it's it's made, it's a, it's a psyop, you know, it's a mind fuck. You know what I'm saying? I, I do think that... Yeah, because like in my, for example, sex to me always felt like a, a role I was playing. Like I would check out, like almost like that blackout feeling of... Like, it's comfortable, I have control, but I don't have control. So it's like, you take comfort in the chaos, and instead, I'm distracted from, I have no idea what real intimacy is. I have no idea what real love is supposed to feel like, because I'm so checked out while I'm having sex, and I'm getting off on the reaction, versus I should be getting off on the intimacy of connection with that person and I'm not and I I feel like I've been broken down so much that I don't even know how to get to that point and that's what I'm struggling with the most after all of this and I noticed those patterns with my dad like his relationships are still heavily based off of the sexual portion of it I'm like that's not healthy so I shut off myself from having sex that hasn't cured my problem that's led me down other avenues of like masturbation and porn addiction and and like having unattainable relations with people that I probably shouldn't and not that I'm doing that now but it's like there's forms of it that just trickle down and like I'm constantly growing but like Sometimes you get caught back in those patterns without realizing it, and you have to kind of, I don't know. I try to take accountability, but you can only do that so much, and it it sucks because it's like I do all this work to better myself, and then I take two steps back 
Yeah, and that's like, they, I think they even it's funny. I think in Magic, uh, they have like a phrase that's like I think called like ego flashback or something like that. But yeah. it's like yeah, it's like you do all this work, and it's like the old program that that you've created or accepted or it's been implanted in you however it got there is starting to break and it's like trying its hardest to be like no 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 there was a <laughs> lot of work put into this shit you you, you can't you, you you gotta you gotta go back to the way you were and it kind of kicks you back and then you have to move forward again but i mean that is uh even with magicians when they're trying to do shadow work that's a i think among humans in general that's just a normal thing but uh, I do yes. think, you know, when it comes to, like what you're saying with sexual stuff, I do think that is a lot harder of a thing to overcome because, like, your mind has really, I, don't, I hate to use this term, but, like, fractured maybe because of past experiences. And it's, like, it's I'm almost like, like that's another, yes, that's that another. This is how you get what you want. Yes. not it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or it's like you that whole other thing, like you were saying, like sometimes you would check out. I mean, you know, maybe that's like a whole other kind of like alter ego that your body just switches into. And like that's a whole other self you have mm -hmm. to destroy. That's not going to be easy. It's doable, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it's definitely doable, but people would have to put work into that, you know. Yeah, no, you have to put the work in. Now it's like I've faced my shadows, but now it's like, there's still shadows, but I've made them oh, my bitch. <laughs> I'm not going to let them control me forever. Like, I've gotten really good at at saying no to myself. And that is probably the most important thing I've learned is <laughs> control. But I think the fact that you even came on here and said this and told your story actually shows a lot of growth. Believe it or not. And I'm not saying that people got to go out and confess, you know, fucked up shit that happened to them to feel better. But sometimes like this, this right here defeated your ego for this, for this hour and whatever time that we spoke, you told mm -hmm. the shit that, that you kept inside that you thought made you a fucked up person. And you came out and said that you shattered your ego for this, for this episode, you know, and that's, 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 that's what it's all about. So, I mean, even that is an everyday journey. It's not just like I'm done and over with. Like you have to constantly work on yourself or you're going to find yourself back on that pattern. And it's just like having a car. You have to get your oil changed. Same, like take care of yourself. Make yourself a priority. Because if you don't, then you're just going to be living the same miserable life. <laughs> and you're just, you've accepted it. And no, like it's, don't accept it. Damn, that was, uh, so yeah, so, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I mean, I, we can have you on again, but was there anything else that you wanted to hit on right now? Because, uh, unfortunately, because of another show, I do have to wrap this up in, like, five minutes. No, that's fine. I mean, we can wrap it up here. I could go okay. on for days, but no, I would really, mind. yeah, I, and I think if you don't mind, since we did this one, um, I'm definitely, like I said, I would like to have you back on. Maybe now you'll have more of an idea of, uh, since we covered this, maybe I'll give you more of an idea of like what you want to specifically talk about. Cause I knew you were just like right away, even start today. You know what I'm saying? So 
you kind of laid down a little bit of the path work. So now if you want to, you know, or if your story, if you definitely want to come on, at least now you have something to build off of if you want to go into more specific stuff or whatever. I'm totally uh, down to have you back on again. You know, I re- and I, I really do uh, thank you and commemorate you for coming on and telling your story. That's some serious shit. You know, that takes a thank lot of you. courage. And um, I, not putting anybody out on blast where I would never, you know, with this type of stuff, though. But, like, I do know for a fact that there are people that have hit me up and have told me stories almost very close to yours. That your story, when people listen to it, that listen to my show, are going to know that they are not alone. You know, and I think that is fucking huge. So you coming on here might have helped you feel a little bit better about talking about this shit, but I know for a fact there are people that are going to hear this and they're going to feel better and know that they're not alone. So I think this was an amazing Mm -hmm. episode, honestly. It's a little different and it's a little bit deeper than I normally would, but I just thought that this was um, very important and I think that you did a great service today coming on and doing this. Yeah, and thank you for having me. I just... No, honestly, I I was thinking about this before. Thank you for even choosing me to come on and do this. That was huge. That was huge. You you chose me out of anybody to, to fucking come out. You know, that's, I, that, I take that, you know, very, thank you. You know, that means a lot to me as well. So. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just, I'm trying my best to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And like, if I really want to change my life, and like, regardless of how alone I might feel, I know I'm not alone. Because like, yes. I'll get glimpses of other people's stories and it. And, like, even though it's painful hearing it or telling it, a part of me, like, I take comfort in it because it makes me feel less alone in this crazy world that we're living in. And I just, I just want other people to feel not alone because I know how scary and how that could take a toll on your mind. So, that's it. What you did today, I think, is, you know, you nailed it. You accomplished what you wanted to do. And thank you very much. Thank Um, you. So, yeah, so that is the end of uh, another NY Patriot episode. Um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I know that might have been a little bit of a deeper of a show. Um, again, uh, Lil Red, thank you very much. Um, I'm sure we will have you on again to cover more. And, yeah, uh, check out... Um, She's staying anonymous, obviously, so there's no links in the bottom for her. <laughs> uh, and I'm totally fine with that. It was really, honestly, my idea, too. Because I know when you brought it up, I was like, listen, you don't even have to say who you are. you know. So I'm totally fine with that. Um, you can't get in touch with this person, but the links for my show and everything else is in the bottom. <laughs> Thanks um, for the free therapy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, f- please. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for real. Um, and, uh, one quick thing to mention, uh, by the time this comes out, um, well, it's in the show notes now, uh, it's, and it's open now, but, um, we do have an element server. Uh, it was like discord. Um, it's very much like discord, but it's a lot more safer. People aren't just going to be able to rat and snitch or, you know, whatever, uh, get you, uh, suspended and, you know, all that, uh, censorship as well. You won't have to deal with that. It might look, a, 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 uh, it might be a little bit more overwhelming at first, but it actually is like really cool. It looks the same as Discord. It has all the sub channels, but you can choose to join whatever sub channel you want. So now, if our thing has thirty something sub channels, 
you're only going to see notifications for five if you only want to see five of them. So it might look very overwhelming at first, but when you get used to it, you'll understand it. And uh, I really do think this is going to be a hell of a lot better than our Discord even was. And our Discord was on and popping. And that wasn't because of me and Lux. That was all because of the people that were in there and the fans and the listeners. I mean, they, they were amazing themselves with just the research and the stuff that they posted in there. Um, I think it's going to be better than that. So uh, I would definitely suggest to check it out. I don't know. Fuck, it's another app. Um, if you don't want to use it on your phone, you can use the web-based version on your computer. So now you don't even have to download an app. You have it on your computer. Uh, so definitely check it out. The link is in our link tree. That is new. And we will also put out an official episode explaining actually what it can do because I still really don't know because I didn't make it. Our fans created it for us. Um, check that out. And, uh, yeah, I'm done plugging that. And thank you again for real uh, for coming on my show, Little Red, and telling your story. And uh, we'll definitely have you back on again. And uh, that is the end of another NY Patriot episode. And until then, everybody be well. Later. Well,